welcome to Keeping It Real with Beth and Darren. We started our show when the pandemic first hit, and now, about a million days later, we're still doing it. Or 90. Or 90-ish. So listen in, laugh, chat with us, but all I can tell you is that we're going to be keeping it real every single time. I hope we. I hope the sun doesn't kind of sabotage my uh, my efforts here. So. We don't want the sun to sabotaging the set. Yeah. Are you gonna need my phone? I need here? your phone now. Sorry. Good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Beautiful day. Beautiful uh, day in the neighborhood. And uh, we got less than less than 24 hours before we take off with the boy, heading out to the Midwest to the windy city. Um, a little, it's a little depressing to be honest. We're, we're trying to keep a strong uh, look and not get all worked up and teary-eyed, but it's uh, it's tough because um, we're going to be empty. I got I got a little misty today I, when I, get, I posted my schmoopy photo. We're getting a little getting a little bit emotional at times. The fact that he's taken off for for school, but. It is what it is, and we'll have to deal with it. Um, trying not to get, trying not to break down in front of the boy. Trying not to break down in front of him. But we've been having a lot of fun with him. He's been spending a lot of time these last few days. Saturday, of course, as you all know by now, because this is what we do, we went on a, another pizza tour. Um, we went to Staten Island. Took about an hour drive over the Verrazano. And uh, we had our co-pilot, uh, in the back, Beth was uh, there. We also had Santana with us, and we made a couple of stops. I'm telling you right now, the first place that we went to is a must-go-to for anybody who truly loves pizza. Joe and Pat's on Victory Boulevard in Staten Island is legendary, legendary. And to show you how much you like it, you know that we love Johnny's in Mount Vernon. Uh, I hate to say it. Well, I'm not going to hate to say it. They are now officially tied, in my opinion, with Johnny's and Mount Vernon. That's, which is huge. Which is huge. It was very huge. good. Huge. Oh, it was very good. And how do we say it's so good? Because it was a mommy-worthy slice of pizza. Yes. Dylan said, Gotta Mom, you need to have a slice of this. And she did. And how was it? I mean, it was delicious. It was I still like pizza. I like sauce a little bit sweeter, just a drop. But I still thought it was It excellent. was ridiculously it was good. And then after that, we decided to take a little ride a few minutes down the road to another place called Brothers Pizzeria, uh, which was very good. But they uh, are known for their square uh, square slice, or I don't, I'm not sure who calls it square, who calls it Sicilian. We had the square slice. Very good. Uh, just Oh, forgot to mention, uh, Joe and Pat's 9.3 rating. 9.3. That's huge. Huge. Uh, morning, Lucia. Good morning, Lucia. Brothers Pizzeria. We ended up giving it a 7.8, which is still a very, very good score. I still, we still have enough pizza in the fridge there to last the entire week to take it on the road trip. The, the pie was tremendous. So today. should I bring a portable pizza oven with <laughs> yes, me? Yes, you should. I wish we could, like a chargeable. Yeah. Uh, Got to figure that out. And then, so we went there, and we were getting kind of full, and. We were going to go to another place that was probably about five minutes away, and Dylan looked at me and goes, I need, I need a little bit of rest between here and the next place we go to. So we said, okay, you know what, let's find another place that's about a 20-minute drive. 
We ended up going 20 minutes to another place called Ciro, C-I-R-O-S. And it was a little bit of cheating because we knew that supposedly there was some family relationship between Ciro's and Joe and Pat. So we got there, uh, went into the parking lot, and I saw the the style, the, the signs that they had up front was almost exactly the same as what they had at Joe and Pat's. Yeah, you and can't it, trick God. You can't trick God. And, I, and morning, hi, Alex. I ordered the pie. Beth had needed to use the restroom. She was very happy that they that they that, that they let her in. Downing, I, I had to down a lot of water <laughs> to make up for that pizza. And got the, and got know? the pie, brought it in, opened it up for Dylan in the car, and it was literally almost like exactly the same pie, with the exception they made a mistake. They added pepperoni to the pie when they shouldn't have. No big deal. I took it off. Dylan likes pepperoni. I don't really particularly care for it. Um, but it's basically Joe and Pat's just under a different name. So the bottom line is, it's also another 9.3 rated place. But if you get to go out to Staten Island for pizza, Joe and Pat's is a must. Or if you're close to Ciro's, that's a must. And if you happen to be in the area where Brothers Pizzeria is also very But you big. didn't go to that place, what was it, Danino's? Danino's. You missed and out on Danino's. We need to go to Danino's. is the place that is featured in the uh, movie King of Staten Island. And it's a closing ah, But Dylan didn't want to go right okay. away because it was, it was we, only five minutes away we, from the second we, place. We needed some time to recuperate. I kind of think you should have done Joe and Pat's Danino's and then the other place. I'm but, blew it a but from now on, Dylan and I have agreed we are calling Ciro's. We're still calling it Joe and Pat's. You can call. You can put, try to put whatever name you want on that place. It's all Joe and Pat's. It's phenomenal. Did all you, right. I can't, and now, can have you come up with a? Well, we have come up with a list for Chicago, right? We have a list for Chicago that uh, a couple people put together. Some really cool people who know how much you love pizza. This woman who I met on the Bushchester Foodies group, also terrific. She's originally from Chicago. She really liked the videos that Dylan and I have been doing. She goes, here's some spots for you to hit. Like, oh, oh, it's people, so different than the ones yeah, that you got. Like, the, what was it? Pico, I get Pico Pico, Yeah, he, like, he, but people, like, offer, like, you know, their own personal take on stuff like that. It's great. It makes for a nice, robust... Uh, I love it. And were they? did they give you recommendations that aren't deep dish? Like, I think so. I have okay. to. I have to look at it a little bit closely. But, All right. Um, so there will be pizza tasting. There will be pizza reviews and pizza. Yeah, they will. There will be for Chicago. sure. And Dylan said, "Do you want to try to hit a place the first day we get there?" And I'm like, "Yeah, of course." If we make it, I mean, we're gonna leave super early, so hopefully we'll mm -hmm. get there around dinner time. So, then at night, we went to dinner in Pelham to a really very very good restaurant, a place called Sergio's. Excellent, right? They, yeah. I mean. They set up the parking lot outside for outdoor dining, which was oh, it's, they did a beautiful, beautiful job. Beautiful, and the food we had was terrific. But I will just say this: when we went there, I'm not sure if people in the restaurant got the memo that there's about, a pandemic. That there's a pandemic going yeah, on. There's a lot of closed dining. Yes, we went in. We, we went inside to the restaurant, and uh, there was quite a few people indoors for indoor dining, and take a fair amount for me to feel. Uncomfortable. Like uncomfortable, I wasn't comfortable with the indoor dining. I said, "Please, can we sit outside?" So they sat us outside, and it was great. But um, yeah, they do—they do not look like a restaurant that's hurting. No, they're doing they're great. Doing great. And, and in a way, I feel like because they turned that parking lot into like an outdoor dining area, they had like the beautiful lights, and they had all the planters, and they really made the most of it. It's gorgeous. What is that thing? Yeah, that's a big. That's a big B. That's a B? Or something. I don't know. I don't, that's I don't, a I don't big thing. Get out of here. You're not, <laughs> oh you're not invited to the show. You're not a special guest. But He's seriously, watching. But seriously, Sergio's and Pelham, 
really. It's a it's a great place. The food is fantastic. The service is I think is phenomenal. And um, but yeah, I do wish that they probably you know maybe had things distanced a little bit more. But it, I don't, it wasn't it wasn't egregious. It wasn't egregious. So it, it was fine. Okay. And how about the dish that I made last night? Yeah, you saw I, something I, on uh, I, Westchester I, Foodies, and I, you decided to recreate it. I was I, very impressed with you. I um, made shrimp. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing gambas. Yeah. Shrimp gambas. They're a uh, like a, a tapas. tapas. And I saw it because somebody posted on Westchester Foodies group, and I said, "Yeah, that looks really good." So I onions, garlic cloves, cilantro, and I, once I get fixated on something, Beth knows that like, I keep to have it. So I said to Beth, I said, do we have shrimp in the house? Yeah, we have shrimp in the house. I'm like, you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Um, do we have this and this? Yeah, we have all that. And I, I wasn't convinced, so I decided to go to Trader Joe's anyway uh, to go pick up. So now stuff. we have a lot of shrimp. So now we have a lot of shrimp. A lot of cholesterol but, in the house uh, right the, now. Yeah, I probably used a little bit too much olive oil, but it was, I think it was still pretty good. It was excellent. You did a great job. It was one of the few times that I cooked this summer. I'm scared to swat. I'm scared to swat. Right I'm scared now. to swat the damn thing. That's a very big thing. That's a big thing. Trying to get out of here. Um, what time are we picking up the cars today? As soon as we're finished with this show. And we are getting the Ford Explorer to take the boy out. Well, or, it or, says or, or something or this similar. Is the, this is the best thing about these rental agreements. Ford Explorer or what? Something similar. Should I swat this thing? No, I, I don't want to because the dog's right there and I feel like it's walking away. Just walk away. Well, walk away. Look away. Um, wow, that is good. Are you going to be able to drive this car? What do you mean am I going to be able to? Is it going to be? I, like, it's is an it, SUV. It, I, I'm a little worried that it might be too big and you're going to say I'm not comfortable driving this thing. Well, I'm going to have to. Which means that I'm going to end up driving 11 and a half out of the 12-hour drive Well, when Chicago. we just drove the, the Mazda MX-5, that thing I felt was too small. So what am I, Goldilocks now? <laughs> like, I, all right, I, I can either, this is too small, this is, that's why my Mazda CX-5, that's just right. <laughs> Maybe we'll get two cars. We'll get you to, we'll get you to. Well, that's what well, Dylan today, I mean, last night, was like, are we going to be able to fit in that thing? All right, this thing is coming a little bit, this is getting up in my grill. Oh, my God. Oh my I, think God. I, may, I think I may kill you. No, no, no oh, my uh, God. Right. This thing is so big. It's, uh, like, right. really frightening. We're, we're going to leave it for now. It's, it's giant. It's so and big. And you know what I also did yesterday? Yeah. Today was a little bit about me yesterday, right? Yeah, you, you went you shopping. Took, you took me clothes shopping. It was great. I we did. Well, we, where did we go to? What was the first place that we went to? Tier. We went to Lord and Taylor. Oh my God. Yeah. Going in there is so sad right now. So sad. They were selling rugs. Why was there guys selling area rugs at more, Lord and more, Taylor? More importantly, why were you looking at the rugs? That's what I want to know. We went in specifically to find clothes for me. Because I'm like, and squirrel, she ended, squirrel. And, and she ended up, oh, look at those rugs. They had nice rugs. <laughs> and because in the in the um in the Facebook group for the building that Dylan's moving into, the parents are talking about how the floors are like concrete, so you should really try to um get carpets for the floors because it's nice. So then I said, Oh, maybe I can get him a carpet. So everything right now in Lord and Taylor is twenty to forty percent off, right? Yeah, but right. but the the still, mouse floor and stuff was still pricey. Yeah, I was I like, know. Why are they still? When you, so, you start know, when you start off at one hundred and seventy dollars for sure, and it's twenty percent off, that's not still, a good deal. He's still paying a fair amount of money. This guy really is. Wow. I feel like it's the queen. I, I just don't. It's it's just intimidating. You guys, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That we're so I was sorry to distract you, but Beth is distracting me because she keeps looking at it, and the course is me to look over. Sorry. 
Um, but I decided to try on a pair of jeans that's probably not really suitable for a 50-year-old guy, right? These were the, uh, the ripped jeans that I didn't rip myself. They come ripped. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me try those on. And I did, and I liked them, and decided to buy them. I posted the, the jeans online. Some people <laughs> like them. Some people some did. People did some not. people don't. I call it my midlife crisis purchase. Um, but they're pretty. They're pretty they're good. Very and, good. And as you pointed out, I already have some. He had. Well, he I had a jeans. pair. I he finally jeans. got rid of it. I, I had jeans that had plenty of rips in them, but those are rips that got er, man that got man-made, earned over time. Right. This one I cheated. I bought the ones. Oh, Jesus, Santana. Oh, go inside. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to trying on all of my clothes for display. Um, in Chicago. In Chicago. All right. In Chicago. All right. Including the ripped jeans. All right. Okay. So when you see them, don't make fun of me. All right. All right. Stuff going on in the country right now is. Uh, oh, see, Alice thank is you, very stylish. Al, you were very nice about it. Wendy, if you're watching, not so nice. She said she didn't like them. Wendy did not like the jeans, but whatever. Maybe they'll maybe they'll grow on people. Um, the stuff going on in the country right now is. I don't even like to dwell on it too long because it makes me depressed. But like, just take for example what's going on in Portland. It's like we, it, it almost feels like we have a civil war. It is. It feels like we have a civil yeah. war going on in Portland, Oregon right now. Uh, and it feels like that in other parts of the country too. It just seems most pronounced. Well, it started in, because Portland's been dealing with this now all summer. So it's just been getting worse and worse. So supposedly the governor, Cape Brown, is going to be sending in state troopers to, uh, to help with the situation. And I just hope um, more people don't die. And it probably seems like it's that's because probably people that's on both fringes, they're both it's sides bo of it, exa are like exactly, exactly trying it's to kill each other. Right. It's, it's, just, it's oh, always horrible. stuff. It's, it's oh, good morning, Brenda. It's always stuff on the fringe. Um, but it's it's outright scary. Yeah. It's outright scary because this can happen literally in anywhere. Any, in anywhere in our country right now. That's the state of affairs that we're at. Um, the Upper West Side continues to be um, just a dumping ground for de Blasio to just put whoever he wants, wherever he wants, without any regard to, you know, if they're druggies, um, about the quality of life that many people, you know, when they move into these areas, they expect and should have. Now, the Legal Aid Society has come out and is basically threatening to sue if the mayor does anything to rectify, to rectify the homeless situation. So basically, if he puts people back into shelters, which is where they're supposed to be, the Legal Aid Society is threatening to sue, basically saying that the shelters are unsafe and that the people who are complaining about people in their neighborhoods that don't belong there, meaning druggies and sex predators or whatever it is that you want to say, about people who do not belong out on the streets living where they are, uh, Legal Aid Society is calling these people racist. That's what Legal Aid Society is calling these people racist. Excellent. Race. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, really wonderful. Be, because, because I don't want somebody in my neighborhood peddling drugs. Peddling drugs, strung out on drugs. Strung out on drugs. Laying in peddling the street. Drugs. One of them, there was someone who, um, who was people were dining outside, and you know the Upper West Side had some had some really great restaurants, and and someone grabbed their bottle of wine right from their table. Another one spit in their food. 
while they were eating dinner. I mean, here you've got these, you have these restaurant owners trying to finally come back from the what's going on. Bellagio won't even allow them to have dining inside anyway. And, and now they go ahead and they've got these people on the street, like, accosting their customers. I mean, really, come, that's racist? And, and, well, that's, and, and that's what, that, exactly, you're getting labeled as a racist because you don't... Oh, yeah, have the wine. Would you, what would you like, a glass? <laughs> come, wait, move over. Why don't you sit next to me? Don't, just, just don't cough. It's mind-boggling <laughs> to, to, to think that if somebody is wanting to live in a neighborhood, undisturbed by anybody else that that makes them a racist it's crazy it's, it's crazy right, i'm gonna take, right, her right, in. take her inside come on gotta I, go in Let's i will go. talk about sports for a brief second since you, since you stepped out um did anybody catch the mets and the yankees doubleheader yesterday i caught the tail end of the first game if you are a mets fan like myself it is complete torture to watch this team hmm. i'm sure you yankee fans out there took your joy in taking the doubleheader um but for a Mets fan to see a five-run lead in the last inning of the game evaporate with two outs, with two outs to get another game blown. <laughs> oh, hello. This, this bee is literally walking over to us right now. He's walking on up. Oh my God. Hold oh on. my God. All right, Darren, He's just gone. like... He's gone. Right, we took I care hope, of him. I hope. Hopefully he doesn't come on back. Yeah. But yeah, it is demoralizing as a Mets fan to see what happened in yesterday's game. I know you don't care, but every time the Mets win a couple of games, they get you thinking that maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel, and then you see a game like we had yesterday. Again, Dylan's in the other room. I come in. I start watching it. Two outs. You're up. Five runs. Oh. Five runs. Uh, even that's heartbreaking for me. Against the Yankees. Oh, okay? man. And you think, okay, at least we're going to get the first game in this doubleheader. And gone. That's gone. Um, so, Mets ended up losing that one. And as expected, when you come off of a uh, demoralizing game like that, you're bound to lose the second one as well, which they did. So, the Mets are uh, pretty close to being done. I keep feeling like I'm saying that, but it's, it's, it's now it's becoming more of a reality. You know what? This whole season is like the AP exams for, for high school seniors. They don't count. They don't count? Year. Okay. Tell, I mean, we'll tell, we'll tell. They this, don't count. They don't count. This, this year just does not it's, count. So it's okay, it's, okay, it's okay to collapse like you have because the season doesn't count. Yes. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Denise. And good um, morning, Brenda. Also in sports, um, do you know John Thompson? No. He was a legendary basketball coach for Georgetown. Oh, okay. He just passed away at the age of 78. John Thompson was a, is a well, we had Lou Olson. I mentioned that a few days ago, right? Mm -hmm. John Thompson was the coach of players like Patrick Ewing. Wow. Okay. Allen Iverson, Dikembe Mutombo. You even know who Dikembe Mutombo is, right? Yes, but you know what I actually, you just mentioned Allen Iverson. I just watched, um, did you, there's a documentary on Showtime, Showtime called Shut Up and Dribble, and I was watching oh, it yesterday. Really? Why were you watching it? Quite interesting. It? Tell me it was about just, it. It was all the, the perspective of the NBA players, really in the 80s and the 90s, and they mentioned Allen Iverson, and do you know that before he got, um, I guess, accepted to Georgetown, he was, he was charged with a felony. He, like, committed some crimes. He wound up in jail, and thankfully... Somebody got him out, and and that and that coach that you just mentioned, John Thompson, saved him. 
and he pretty much like he went to Georgetown and that changed his whole life around so uh, but yeah they talked about that they talked about like trying it like activism in the in the 80s and 90s and how certain players were unfortunately like blackballed after they did that and it was really interesting and speaking of other things you watch yes we ended Yesterday, up watching on HBO HBO Max HBO Max sorry class action park oh my god the memories the memories please watch <laughs> it okay it for nothing more it for nothing else the memories okay if you've been to action park which I've been to many times growing now, up. Now, did you get injured ever? I mean, I saw so many people get injured, but I was too fearful. I think the a lot worst, the, the worst thing that happened to me was some really bad wedgies. That's it. From the slides, I never got injured. You didn't God. get scrapes from that. I only did the outside you, slide with my dad. When but I was when you kid. when you watch this documentary and you go through all the different rides that they went on, and then they give a little bit more background and details about really some of the behind the scenes, about how dangerous these things were, I'm thinking to myself, so my God, I really am lucky that I didn't get hurt. The, yeah. wave, the wave pool, the Tarzan swing, the cannonball shoots that basically would start up here, come down, and then loop around, and they were basically saying that there was no engineering behind it, so that there are people that would get either coming, you know, halfway up and falling back down. They said they you, found teeth on it. They found teeth in these things. Um, in terms of the wave pool, how crowded the wave pools, and that they would actually have to stop the wave pools just so the lifeguards could check to see if there was anybody trapped at the bottom of the pool. The uh, motor cars that they... Well, then there was the one that they said the Colorado River or something, and I was on that one. Well, oh, the raft, like where the, the rafting one, and, and then you would all like get bunched together. Get bunched together, and people get out of them and get oh, into Lewis this. Oh, Lewis got his burns and massive wedgies from the ridiculous from the, massive slides. The alp, right? The alpine slides. Like if you came off the track too fast, you were you were derailing without a. And they talked about one and person. And there were no, there was no helmets. There were no, no helmets. Anything. No nothing. No nothing. And people, and yes, he just kept going. And I kept going, and many other people. That I did not keep going. Just I did not kept like. Going. I did not like Action Park. But the background on the—I don't even remember what the name of the guy is. Who's he? He was basically a Shun Wall Street. Or something. Yeah, yeah, some Shun Wall Street guy who ended up buying property and um, created it into a ski resort. And then during the summer months, he said, "You know what? Since there's no skiing, I need to find another way to utilize his property." So he created Action Park. He actually created an insurance company that really was a fraudulent insurance company to be used to for claims for people who filed claims against Action Park. I mean, the whole story is really remarkable. And sad. I mean, they shared a story from one of the first people that died. Um, but, gee, I lost my swimsuit down a few times. Many people they did. Talked they about talked that about ride. that. They talked about that. They talked about that. Was that the one? I think in the Tarzan. The Tarzan, Tarzan say many women lost their tops on yes. many of the rides yes. there. And then the one where it was like a, it shot it was you a, out and I they dropped it was a, 17 feet. It was a badge of honor, supposedly. Oh, I just. Oh, but man. watch it, please. It's a, it's it was a, very good. It's very, it enter very good. entertaining in a disturbing way. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you mentioned something yesterday, and then I was reading about today. Some person tried to rape a woman. This is in broad, in broad daylight. daylight. Saturday morning, and it was the 63rd Street and Lexington Lexington Station. So you're talking the Upper East Side, great area. Some crazy man literally grabbed someone and tried to rape her on the subway platform. Somebody filmed it while the other bystanders 
got him to stop and then he ran away but thankfully they caught him but this is crazy and and, and incidentally i just I, I just read that the mta is going to be reducing this isn't the subways but for the the um the, the train lines <coughs> sorry 50 percent okay yeah went down the wrong pipe oh my god <coughs> not anything but it went down the wrong pipe okay 50%. So remember when we were in like Port Jervis, they're taking away that line. So people who have houses there who commute into the city, 50% of it is gonna like get reduced. Wow. They said it's worse now than the depression. So the guy that you were mentioning who attempted to rape this. He's out again, he, Lucia said. He's out again? The guy's already out. Well. Thanks. Well, they had they they had this film. Yeah. A video. Right. Is that's disturbing. And then Michael Rappaport, the actor, yeah, basically called out whoever did the videography, whoever did the videotaping. Yeah, and then say, the why didn't you just grab yeah, him? Exactly. Like, what are you doing videotaping? Why aren't you wrestling this guy? Right. But that's the other thing too. Like, all, you know, there's so many incidents that take place every day, and you know, we 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 take it for granted now because we catch it on video. But somebody should be asking is, why are we able to catch this on video? Anybody who's videotaping any of these situations, no matter what they are, shouldn't that person, instead of videotaping, try to be helpful. helping, helping, yeah. or or maybe have maybe stand by and have one person videotape while the other person helps Brandon. out? Like, I really don't want us to become a society that that stands by and just decides. Like, wait, the way, let the, me just videotape this. And let see. me, yeah, let's see what happens if I just videotape it. And it's, the thing is, in the in the subway platform anywhere, there's there are definitely cameras. In and I think part of it is people feel that if they videotape, that somebody else will help out instead. Going to get oh, yes, yeah, pre-child detention. But I do, no, I, this goes for the videotaping. There, there seems to be this phenomenon. This is a big case back in Queens many, many decades ago, the Kitty Genovese, where somebody, if there's a large group of people, there's a tendency for nobody to help because somebody in the crowd always thinks that somebody else is going to help instead. I think it's the same thing with somebody videotaping. Somebody sees something and they start videotaping, they believe that somebody else will take action to help out so they don't need to put down their camera. Mm -hmm. They instead are relying on somebody else to take action. It's a really scary problem when you, when you think about it, when you're more inclined to go pick up your phone and videotape it than you are to help somebody else. But I digress. Um, you know what we're not going to be getting Labor Day weekend, thank God? What? We're not getting any appliances. Oh, okay. And it's a good thing. Why? Because there's, probably, there's problems with appliance shortages. Big, Big, oh, okay. big appliance shortages, people. So if you were planning on going Labor Day for some special that you may have thought, you know, Labor Day weekend special, don't count on it. There, a lot of the stores supposedly are not giving big promotions for Labor Day because one, there's a huge shortage of, of appliances because factories are operating at reduced capacity and because everybody's doing stuff in their homes, there's huge demand. Small, reduced supply, huge demand, appliance shortages, no discounts. So if you're waiting to purchase something, you think Labor Day is going to be your weekend to do it? Find something else to do that weekend. You don't need to go buy yourself a new dishwasher. You don't need a new fridge. You don't need a new laundry. You we do need. But we, we're not, we didn't need new AC and new furnace. But we we're do, not but doing we're not. It. But we're not doing it for Labor we Day weekend. We're coats gonna, in the winter. Right. Well, <laughs> we're going to save it for another time. Um, do you know what the biggest type of fraud that there is supposedly that's reported to the government? Biggest type of fraud? Biggest type know. of fraud that's reported? Wire fraud. Dating fraud. Oh, they claim to be someone who... Dating... They, they claim to be, like, decent-looking, and then no, they, no, like, get well, 
Exactly. <laughs> and, and Lucia says she loves her water. She feels naked when she forgets to take it with her. It's like forgetting your cell phone. I love that. And That's excellent. Don't forget your water. It's like I it's do the, that it's too the now. equivalent now of being naked. Yeah. Um, and two last things. One, um, I guess Adele, the singer, is in the news. Um, she is getting criticized by people uh, for cultural appropriation. I guess she was uh, photographed wearing a bikini of the Jamaican flag and had her hair up in like Bantu or Bantu knots. Oh, whatever. yeah. Like so she was getting criticized by many for quote-unquote cultural appropriation, but there were as many if not more that basically said, cut the crap. It's not cultural appropriation, it's cultural appreciation. Which yeah. I think is a much nicer way of, of people just accepting the fact that not everything needs to be an attack on somebody for right for wearing what, your hair. For, for I mean, wearing, when you go to the Caribbean, you know how many people are lined up to braid, try to braid, braid your, your hair. hair. Yeah, I can't like, tell you how many times like we, this that whole, we had our hair braided. This whole term of, a, of cultural appropriation has become such a big thing over the last five to ten years, and yeah, there's probably certain situations where maybe you question somebody where maybe it is quote unquote cultural appropriation, but. For the most part, just try to think of it as a positive, as, a, as appreciation, not appropriation. I think it's such a nice, it's such a nicer, healthier way of, of of interacting with people, as opposed to as opposed to assuming that somebody is is trying to do something malicious. You know? Meanwhile, piece of news: Lucia says when someone uh, someone arrives in Portugal from the USA, the police show up and make sure you quarantine for 14 days. How scary is that? Wow! And uh, the last PSA announcement. All right. Um, Sadly, we all saw that Chadwick Boseman yes. um, passed away a few days ago from colorectal cancer. Uh, they are saying that um, black Americans actually seem to be affected at a higher rate than wow. non-black Americans. So it is extremely, extremely important for everybody, for everybody, especially if you have a history of it in your family, to please go get, go get checked runs in my family unfortunately I've had to go get colonoscopies two times start at the age of 40 so if anybody else out there if you know you have anything in your in your family that uh, is a problem go get yourself checked okay because it, it is extremely important extremely important for everybody you never had to go get a colonoscopy well I need to I need I'm 50 so I'm supposed to <sighs> why do I, I, I why do I have to go out on the air to, to, to tell you to Okay. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Thanks for that. All right. Good job, Craig. All right. Good job. Word of the day: cincture. Oh, wait a minute. Um, spell it. C i n c t u r e. Cincture. Type of hole? Uh, no. A belt or a girdle? Something that surrounds or encompasses as uh, the girdle so, does. I'm sorry, Lucia. Uh, okay, trivia questions. In what year were the first Air Jordan sneakers released? Come on. 1989. No, before then. I'm, I'm waiting to see if Craig's gonna jump on this. I feel like Craig's gonna get this. 
What year first Air Jordan sneakers released? Anyone? I don't know. All right. Ready? Uh, close, Craig. It was 1984, but I'll give it to you because wow. you're that close. Where were the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II? This one's a cool question. One more time. Where were the Declaration of Independence, okay. the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights stored during World War II? Yes. I know that one. Excellent. All right. What does BMW stand for in oh, English? I... Which, like, it was very strange. I never would have guessed it. In the, I still don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, you can pronounce Bavarian it. Bavarian Motor Works. Yeah, what do you mean you don't know how to pronounce the it? They, I, I didn't know how to pronounce the in the German. So well, they said in English. Bavarian Motor Works. Okay. Pretty good, right? Yeah, excellent. That was very good. Which bone are babies born without? And yes, Lucia, Fort Knox. Which bone are babies born without? Kneecaps. Look at you! I didn't realize you would know this. Now, this is funny because it was staring at us for half the show. How many eyes does a bee have? Four. Very close. He says, I know the old joke for BMW. Okay, what's the joke? <laughs> make, sure it's, make sure it's appropriate, Craig. Oh, wait. Oh. I don't know. It, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay, so you said four eyes. Oh, no, you said, yeah, you said four eyes. They, no, they, not three. They have five eyes. These have five eyes. Five? Wow. And that bee didn't see you picking it up and throwing it to the ground. Didn't, didn't, didn't see it coming. Didn't see it coming. Oh, ah, funny. Okay, <laughs> all right, thanks. Um, which country did bagels originate from? This one I had no idea. Ivy with Ivy got Bavaria Motor Works too. So which country did bagels originate from? This was like I had no idea. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go Italy. Nope. Gotta think like, okay, where? Canada. Did, no, where did the Jews Poland. come? Poland. Very good. I'm like, where'd they, they emigrate from? Okay, Poland. Poland, look at that. All right, the candlestick, lead pipe, knife, revolver, rope, and what else are the six weapons in a standard game of Clue? Lucia got Poland correct too. I don't know anything about it. I don't How know do anything. you not know? I never played Poland. Renza got Poland also. Look at all these bagel answers. I'm so impressed. Come on, anyone know the sixth weapon in Clue? Colonel Mustard with the blank in the library. No, Clue's the game, but what's the, um, act? There's, we're missing one um, murder weapon. Candlestick, lead pipe, knife, revolver, rope. There's one other weapon. Oh, okay. We never played games like that. We were outside. Ah. Okay, wrench. The wrench. We forgot the wrench. I played Clue, and then I told Aaron we played this game called Rail Baron that we loved. 
but nobody else here knows what that is. Exactly. Oh, we didn't play stuff like that. We okay. were always playing outside. You weren't cerebral. You just played outside. Nope. Okay. We never thought about anything. All right. <laughs> what three-word phrase is written on Martin Luther King's gravestone? What three words? What three-word phrase is written on Martin Luther King's gravestone? Oh, Lucia got the wrench. Very good. Now? I want to say it's something like... Close. Oh. Now, it was free at last. Wow. Okay. Is that interesting? Okay, Robin Williams won a Best Supporting Actor Oscar for what film? Goodwill Hunting. That's what I thought. Okay, now I need your phone. <sighs> it takes my phone away all the time. Well, because I can't I feel like I'm a just kid. click I feel my like, paper. I feel like I'm a kid with my phone being confiscated. Okay. Just coming up with a song. Coming up with a song. This, this should be pretty easy for everybody. If this is gonna... Play a song by Adele, the queen of cultural appropriation. Oh. <laughs> Why is this like a... Hold on. Stay with us here, folks. Stay with us. I don't Stay know why us. it's not a... Jeez. That's crazy. Oh, here it is. Here it is. All right, here we go. You're not, you're, people are going to know this. Oh, and Lucia got it. Ants got free at last. Your internet's not doing well. Let's go. Here we go. At least I'm trying. Here we go. What movie is it from? Yes, what movie? Fifty Business. Excellent. Come on, that's easy. <laughs> you know why I did it? I did it because Joel is from the suburbs of Chicago. Joel. Why didn't I? Right? This right. is awesome. So people, I need some suggestions for songs for our playlist for the car ride out to Chicago. Oh my God, All we're right? leaving at the crack of dawn. We're the crack of dawn. Not so even, before so, dawn. So if you have any good songs to suggest that we should add to our playlist, please uh, add it to this post, okay? All right, but we are going to be in the car tomorrow doing, doing, our show. doing our show. I'm. By the way, you're going to be scripting it. Oh my god, the whole thing? The whole thing? The whole thing? Yes. The whole gonna, thing? Yes, because I'm going to be exhausted from driving, so oh you're going to put god. the end of the script for the show tomorrow. All, all right, right, I'll work on it. I can all right, do it. so that's going to be the deal for tomorrow. We'll be driving. Um, air supply. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be air yeah, supply. close your <laughs> yeah. eyes. I Dylan will, He's going to fall asleep while he's driving. Dylan will kill me if I play that. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow, that's too funny. So we will be back tomorrow. I don't know what state we'll be in at that time by 10.30. Hopefully. We, I'm not even sure. Pennsylvania, probably, right? Like, yeah. We'll probably be into it about six hours or so. So we'll probably be in Pennsylvania, I'm assuming. Hope so, yes. All right, so we'll see everybody tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today, for spending some time. Looking forward to talking to everybody tomorrow on our car ride. And then uh, 
We'll, uh, we'll have some fun. We'll have some fun from there. Okay. Yeah. We'll see you guys tomorrow. All right. Smiles, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Thank Alex. You, Al.